I've got to be back with the kids for almost a year. And um, i got to tell you, folks, when I told them they were going to get to sing for the church, they were so excited. And I just wasn't sure how they were going to do. But man, they have really stepped it up. I really enjoyed the, the volume even and the enthusiasm. And, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, what child is this is a hard song. And they tackled that thing. And so I really appreciate all the of our children here at Greater Alton and what they've, uh, you know, what they, they accomplished today. You know, uh, what is it about Christmas and children? It's, it seems like there's a special connection. And uh, I know that many of you are sitting there because there was a child maybe standing up here that you knew. And um, it just brings, when we hear children and we hear them sing or they're quoting Linus or, or the Scriptures during Christmas, it just... Um, It stirs up these Christmas memories that we have as a child. And uh, why is that? I just want to spend a few moments uh, thinking about that. We're going to look at one verse today in the Bible. And and what I want to talk about today is, because of Christmas's connection with family, that's really what Christmas is about. Christmas is about family. Look at this passage. The only one we're going to look at this morning, this is in Galatians 4. The Apostle Paul is talking about Christmas here. And notice all the family terms here in this passage. It says, but when the right time finally came, God sent His own Son. He came as a son of a human mother and lived, that lived, and lived under the Jewish law to re, listen, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might become God's children. And that's really, if you think about it, Christmas is about families. We, I was, we were asking the kids, uh, while we were practicing this week, we said, what is Christmas all about? And they all go, Jesus! And we go, and we're acting disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say toys and Santa and candy and grandma's hugs. You know, and so we had to say, but well, think about this. What do you think other people think Christmas is about? And then they started saying, Santa, toys, and, and everything. And then finally someone blurts out, they blurt out this phrase, it's about our families getting to be together. That's true. Christmas is about family. It's about families coming together. And, and the thing that I notice in this passage is, is that it's, it's true that a fam, that a family is, get, that gathers together. And Christmas is about a particular family. And if you start looking at the idea of what Christmas is, really start studying it, you get the idea there is another family maybe we, we are not thinking of besides our own. That leads me to the second thing. And here's what I mean by that. Christmas was promised to a family. Again, look at the passage. Look what it says there. But when the right time finally came, God sent His own Son. He's saying there was a right time that Christmas came at just the right time. Well, what was it? What's, he, what's the implication here? Well, there was something going on long before the right time. And when you start thinking about Christmas, and you start thinking about families, to really understand it, you've got to go back to the first family. You've got to go back to a garden. You've got to go back to two people. And that's Adam and Eve. You see, God made this family. It occurred to me as I was thinking about this, God made this family, and He was right in the middle of this family. It was His family. You could say, this is God's family, the very first one. 
And, he, and, and the thing I notice is that because he's in the center of this family, things are great. Think about this. Mom and dad are with God every day. Mom and dad are talking with God every day in this family. Mom and dad are having a relationship with God in this family. It occurred to me as a Christian man in a Christian family, having a Christian family, when God is at the center of the family, it's a better family. It's much better when God is at the center. And, I, and, and when mom and dad are talking to God and they're including God, he's not... Listen, listen, uh, folks. In God's family, God is not an add-on in our family. He's not an addendum. He's not an option. He's not an extracurricular activity. You following me? In that first family, he was. it was all about what God wanted. All about the will of God. So Adam and Eve... Mom and dad would get up thinking about the will of God all the time. But then sin come in and just wrecked it. Just destroyed the intimacy of God's family. Mom and dad are not quite as close to God as they used to be. They're not even close to each other because of that. That's why they're, they're covering their bodies up. And yet, when they're discouraged by what has happened, how sin has just wrecked. And by the way, does sin still wreck the family? And mom and dad, we've got to, we're the front line. We need God's help here. And as, as, they're, as Adam and Eve are discouraged, God makes this promise to this family, his first family. He says, one of these days, somebody is going to come from this family and they're going to crush Satan's skull. And Satan's only going to be able to flick his heel. And so for generations and generations, each as his family lived on, God kept preparing. God kept planning. Getting ready for just the right time. Getting ready for that moment. And finally, it would come. Every generation would carry that promise until finally... Christmas would be fulfilled through family. It would be fulfilled through a family. Again, look at this passage again. But when the right time finally came, God sent His own Son. And look what it says. He came as the son of a human mother and lived, and lived under the Jewish law. I got to thinking, why did... So this family here, Mary and Joseph's family, God decides to fulfill... His promise to restore him being in the center of the family again. When I was a kid, anybody here besides me was in charge of setting up the nativity? We had a fancy one. You know, we grew up Catholic and we had, we, we went, to, we went to the nines when it came to the nativity, okay? And we had, we had all the, the really intricate statues and I would get to, I don't know, five, six years old. Tim, would you like to do the nativity? Would I, of course. And we set up, here I got, you know, Mary on one side, Joseph on the other. And of course, Jesus is right in the middle. He's in the center of this family, right? Like he's supposed to be. We had a donkey. We had shepherds. I had wise men. Now, I didn't know the wise men in the Bible came two years later. I had them right there. Okay? And then when I started learning that, I moved before Elf on the Shelf, we had wise men on the shelf. 
And they started in the kitchen. And they slowly worked their way. And then when, when, when I was a kid, the little drummer come along. Well, I had to have a little drummer in there somewhere, so I put him in there. You know, behind the donkey. What I noticed was this as a young man, as a young, a young kid, going, wow, Jesus has a mom and dad. Jesus has a family just like me. I've often wondered, why didn't Jesus... Why did He come through a family to fulfill this promise? I mean, why didn't He come in like Star Trek? Scotty, beam me down. Right in the middle of the Roman Colosseum or maybe some big event there or maybe right in the middle of the temple. Ta-da! Now, why didn't He come, you know, maybe like uh, for you uh, Clint Eastwood fans, maybe He came in like, why didn't He come in like Pale Rider? Or High Plains Drifter, you know? Out of the shadows of the mountains. Preacher! And he's, it's kind of blurry. What is that? It's somebody on a horse. It's Jesus. Oh wow! He came out of the mountains. You know, or why didn't he come in like, you know, uh, maybe signs or something, you know, with the movie signs where they, he comes in in a spaceship and, why didn't he just walk around the corner and just mingle with the people till they went, who's this guy? It's crashed the party. Why did he come through a family? Well, because it was promised. That's why. And secondly, he came, it was born just like you and I into a family so that we would know he understands everything we've went through, everything we'll go through, and can relate to us. And I just think it's awesome. Here's another example of a family. And Jesus is right in the middle. And with Jesus in the center of Mary and Joseph's family, by the way, this is God's family again. Are you catching the theme here? That here is, here is Jesus, the Son of God, just like Adam, who was, is called the Son of God in Luke. He's called the Son of God. God made that family. He makes this family. And because Jesus is at the center, this family is able to accomplish the will of God. Want to know how to raise your kids? Get God in the middle of your home. It's, it's the only way, folks. It's the only hope you have. But He fulfills this in this family. And then, well, He restores. Christmas restores God's family. I was telling you about the nativity scene, I, and I enjoyed setting that up, and I noticed that that Jesus had a mother and a father, but I also know that family kept growing. When you read the Bible, you find, oh yeah, he had brothers and sisters. He had, he had siblings. He had a cousin. He had aunts and uncles. And I'd look at my family, just like he, Jesus has the same thing I've got. But when you look closer, Jesus isn't satisfied by having just DNA people in his family. He's wanted to grow to include much, much more. Look at this passage again. But when the right time finally came, God sent His own Son. He came as the son of a human mother and lived under the Jewish law. And then it says, to redeem those who are under the law so that they might become God's children. Once you know that family, Jesus, Christmas is about restoring God's family. It's about restoring the intimacy and the closeness of a relationship with God. And He wants His family to include you. 
He wants you and His family so bad that when sin wrecked it, He had to do something about it. Sent His one and only Son at the right time on Christmas so He could be born and grow, grow up into a man and do the will of God and die on a cross. Did you catch the imagery when Linus was speaking? There's a manger and in the, off in the distance there's three crosses. My granddaughter asked me yesterday, what's the purpose of Christmas? I said, I said, uh, Nora, it's all about Jesus. Just remember that. It's all about Jesus. You say, oh, Tim, don't you think, you know, what about Santa and Rudolph? And, I said, and I've said it before. All of those are good traditions. But to be honest, it was traditions that got in the way at the first Christmas. And a lot of people missed it. And I'm saying to you, enjoy the traditions of Christmas, but don't let them get in the way of the real purpose of Christmas. I appreciated my five-year-old asking me that. It's something we all can learn from a child. We all can learn from our families. I want you to know today, you know, as we're, as we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas in just a week now, you know, this Saturday, it's just a day we set aside. That's not the actual day that Jesus was born, but it's nice to have a day set aside, huh? That on that day, I want to, I want to encourage you to celebrate Christmas. Celebrate what it's really all about. Because it's about God's family. It's about a family that God made that He wants you involved in. If you're a Christian already, celebrate it. Enjoy it. Soak it all in. It's awesome to be a member of God's family. That is so cool. If you're someone that used to be a part of God's family, but you've gotten away, you know God would love to have you back. He'd love for you to come back to Him because He he sent His Son so you could become one of His children. Maybe that's what you need to decide to do. And if you're someone here, because I'm not even sure if I'm in God's family, you can be sure. You can know. How would I, where would I start? What does it take? I know it takes believing in God, trusting in God, turning to God, but if you need, you know, because we probably need a little more than just that general statement, hey, why not open the Bible up with a friend or a family member that is a member of God's family and let them help you do that, help you discover what it means to be a part of God's family. I want to say to all of you, Merry Christmas and may God bless you with peace and joy this Christmas season. I know it's been a tough year. Last year we did it by face FaceTime or Oh, it's good to be together on a Christmas uh, service. The children were wonderful. Oh, that was so good. I'm so glad that we, we uh, got, to, got to hear them and share how they expressed the meaning, the true meaning of Christmas. But I just, again, I want to pray and I want to ask, and I want to ask God, you know, bless, bless you this week as you get together with your families and let them, let your families remind you as, as flawed as they are, let them remind you, and God's got a family for me. He's got a family for me. Because Christmas is about family. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Christmas. Thank You for what it urges us and encourages us. It just, it just stirs up all the good in us. And Father, we pray that uh, this Christmas that we'll celebrate because of Your great love. Thank You for sending Jesus at just the right time. For promising a family. Fulfilling this promise in a family. 
and restoring, restoring your family through Jesus Christ. Father, we pray as all the families represented here that we ask ourselves a challenging question. Where are you in our family? Are you an add-on, an option, or are you at the center? Oh God, help us move you into the center of our hearts. To every mom and dad here, every older brother and sister here, every grandparent, every aunt and uncle. Move to the center. We ask you to get to the center of us and let us begin to see you first, to think of what you want first, to accomplish and please your will. Let it be on our minds. And let it, Father, restore our families. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Merry Christmas, and you're dismissed. Good to have you with us today.